Welcome into Texas High School Hysteria as we celebrate the biggest stories in Texas, past and present. Be sure to subscribe. Joining me now, the godfather of Texas high school football, a 323-game winner, a man who needs no introduction other than to say state champion, the head football coach for the Duncanville Panthers, the one, the only, Reginald Samples. How you doing, coach? I'm doing great, Rick, and it's, it's just a blessing to be here. And then it's an honor to talk to you. You know, you're one of my favorite guys in high school sports, so I really was looking forward to having this moment this morning. Thank you so much for saying this. I tell you, it's been fun to watch. You've been on quite the victory tour. I mean, every time I look up, you're dropping a puck at a Dallas Stars game. You're going to be throwing out a first pitch uh, for the Texas Rangers. I know you're going down to the Capitol to be honored down there on the Senate floor. Heck, the governor is a Duncanville guy as well. I have never seen you smile so much after that moment of winning a state championship. How much are you enjoying the victory tour? Well, let me say this, Rick. I, I enjoy the victory a lot more than the tour. Uh, the tour <laughs> been, I mean, you know, and it's an honor uh, for people to ask you. And, you know, and it's it's really been great, but it's really keeping me busy. And you know how I am. You know, I really would like to get started to have an opportunity to win another one. But just with all the activities, I'm having to make sure that I fulfill my obligations uh, to the communications part of it. And, but it's great. You're doing a great job with it. And I know uh, you're going to go into the Dallas ISD Hall of Fame, uh, a very special thing. No one has really changed that ISD more than you have. And I know you'll be the first to say that they have shaped you as well. Tell me about that honor and, and what it means to you. Well, it's a great honor because, first of all, I am a Dallas ISD product as a high school student. So, you know, the Dallas ISD has been a special part of my life, all of my life. And then to go on to go to college and come back to the DISD as a professional, uh, it just meant the world. It, You know, I felt like I really had a heads up on how to handle the job and the children because I was a student in DISD. And like you said, it really shaped my, my career, my success. And I'm just so proud to be honored in the DISD. Yeah, and I look at what you've been able to do, and it's really remarkable. You have taken three programs that were winless and turned them into state and national championship contenders. When you think about Dallas-Lincoln, Dallas-Skyline, and of course at, at Duncanville where you're playing for state championships every single year, how were you able to do that with programs that maybe you know others have kind of forgot about, and yet you turned them into caliber, you know, championship-caliber kind of programs? Well... I always say the same thing. I think anytime you go into anything new, you have to change the culture. You have to change the way that they're doing things. You have to uh, you have to do things in a way that people believe in uh, your new ideas and your new ways of doing things and you're changing. So the biggest thing is, you know, I try to, in any situation, I try to come in and just be observant. I look at what they're doing. I compare it to what I feel like will be successful to me, but then I try to implement those strategies. 
you've been such a great father figure to so many of these kids uh, that you've coached and, and around the school and taught them life lessons that have changed these kids from boys to men. Is that the part you probably enjoy the most? Well, you know, when you say enjoy it, that comes with a grain of salt because a lot of times, just like with your own kids, being a father figure has its advantages and disadvantages. Uh, at the end of the day, the enjoyment comes when you see that you've changed the life of a young person. But actually, through the process, sometimes it's not so enjoyable. <laughs> because, you know, a lot of times, you know, what happens is you're changing bad habits into good habits. You're changing uh, the way young men think, their, uh, their goals, their morals. And sometimes it's not easy. But at the end of the day, when you see a young man be successful because of some of the things that you've implemented, you know, it really touches you in a special way. And you never give up on a kid, do you? Never. And and I think that comes from, and I tell people all the time, uh, you know, you can't see it right now, but over to my left in my office, I have a picture that's about 40 years old of me when I was in junior high. And, you know, the reason that I'm here today is because a coach never gave up on me. And believe you me, I was a product that probably could have been easily given up on. And because he saw something in me and he stuck with it and, you know, he changed my life. So, you know, it kind of gave me the, the effort and the ideas that, you know, we need to stick with these kids and give them 100% and see can we change their lives. You have changed so many lives. And I think about your coaching tree. It is immense. And it really is remarkable how many members of your staff leave you and go on to other jobs as head coaches in the great state of Texas. And yet you have always been able to kind of maintain that level of consistency despite those changes. How have you been able to do that? Well, I just have expectations about the type of people that I want to work with. And so when I'm interviewing prospective coaches or or taking a chance on people, I just try to make sure they fit the mold of the type of people I want to work with and the people that I want to work with the children that I'm involved with. So we've seen three schools within 12 miles of each other in South Dallas win state championships this year. Your good buddy Jason Todd over at South Oak Cliff, Claude Mathis over at DeSoto. What does it say about your district to have two state champions in the same district? We don't see that very often. It's tough. And if you look at the fact that Cedar Hill played for a state championship just last year, uh, it just tells you that uh, the type of competition we have in our district. And one thing I can say about it is tough, but it prepares you for the playoffs and for what you're going to get involved with when you get into the later rounds of the playoffs. Jason Todd over at South Oak Cliff uh, is a guy that goes way back for you. Um, I mean, he really is family, no doubt about that. I mean, this is a guy 
who's gone back to back and won state championships. And he gives a lot of credit to you in how you molded him as a young man and molded him as a coach. You guys coached for many years together as well. He played for you. Talk about your relationship with him and, and how proud you are of him. Well, first of all, I'm very proud of him. And I will say this, you know, there was no doubt in my mind once I found out that Todd uh, was going into the career as a coach because as a student, he had some uh, trials and some tribulations within his family structure that just amazed me as a professional to see a young man handle some of the things that he had to handle in his family. And I just knew that after watching him as a student athlete, he was always great academically. And with the character he showed, there was no doubt in my mind that he was going to be successful as a coach. Yeah, and to be able to be a program, the first Dallas ISD program to win a state championship in some 60 years, and he's now gone back-to-back what does it say about the job that he's been able to do as a football coach and to see the inner city win a title like that? Well, it just speaks to the type of coach that he is. Uh, you know, he's outstanding with the kids. Uh, he has he has those traits that you want in a man and as a coach that really speaks to being successful. And like I said, that, you know, once he got the promotion from my staff to South Oak Cliff, I knew it was only a matter of a time before he was going to really set some standards. Now, you're such an old school coach. I'm very impressed, by the way, that you were able to figure out Zoom and do this with me. <laughs> but how are you able to do kind of an old school approach with present day players and be so successful? Well, I, there, I just try to stick to those things related to football that never change. Uh, like you have to play good defense. You have to run the ball. And then you also have to be versatile enough to understand that just like life, things change. So you have to be versatile enough to be smart enough to know that those changes that you're going to have to make to be successful in the new age of football, which now, you know, everybody's running open offenses. They're throwing the ball around. Uh, it's gone from a running back oriented offense to a wide receiver oriented offense. And in order to be successful, you can't stick with those old things. You have to change with the time. Who had and the biggest – I'm sorry, go ahead. No, and I was just going to put in, and incidentally, you know, I can't, I can't take credit for the Zoom meetings. I've got some great people sitting in the room with me, and if they're not here, believe you me, I'd file this whole thing up. <laughs> you just have to hit that little button right there. I know – Tommy Wallace is doing a great job there in the communications department at Duncanville. We really appreciate her. Well, uh, you know, you talk about the coaching and the old school approach. Who had the biggest impact on you in, in becoming a coach? Uh, I'd say um, my high school coach, Norman Jett, uh, my high school uh, defensive coordinator who gave me my first job. I was actually Charlie Malone. When I got out of high school, both of my my head coach and my coordinator both offered me jobs. But the reason I chose uh, Coach Malone is he offered me a head coaching freshman job as wow. opposed to a freshman coordinator's job. And of course, you know, we with the ego I had, 
I definitely chose to be the head coach of a freshman team, and that's what uh, put me in the position that I first accepted. You know, when you look at your Wikipedia, it just keeps getting longer and longer of all the accomplishments that you've been able to do. Uh, what does winning 300 games and being the first African-American coach to do so mean to you? It means a lot. It First of all, it means it makes me look back and know that I put in a lot of time. And, you know, one of the things I'm proud of is not so much the numbers of wins, but if you do the math, my winning percentage has been high A's. And so I'm really proud that I've been able to be consistent uh, in all of the programs that I've been in. And then lastly, just overall the fact that, you know, it says that the philosophies and my uh, beliefs about kids and being successful in football uh, – they have a little merit to it. We didn't need you to win a state championship to prove that you were an amazing coach. We know you're one of the greatest ever, but boy, it really felt like a crowning moment uh, of something that we just wanted you to see. So many people wanted you to see do that. Oh, well, let me tell you, probably the best feeling I had about it all. Well, the best I have to admit was seeing that clock run down and knowing that I finally won it. But after then, probably the best feeling was to get up the next morning uh, after the state championship game, and I looked at my phone. I don't even know where it was overnight because I had family all over, and I had <laughs> over 300 text messages congratulating me and saying that, you know, they, were, they had watched the game and they were pulling so hard. It just means the whole – it means the world to have people like you and a lot of other people who are legitimately rooting for you to win. You know, it shows that a lot of people really appreciate what you do. And that means the world. What made this team different? Cause I think about all your teams and all the chances that you had at winning a state championship, the core superstars of this team are very young. What, what made it different? I think more than anything else, if I have to say one thing, it would be, I think it was our young quarterback. Uh, you know, uh, you know, if you look at the Hail Mary game, which, you know, it's hard to count that. And then the second state championship, uh, the quarterback tore his ACL and we played with a freshman quarterback. The third state championship, uh, we had a transfer who had not, who only was at Duncanville one year. And it's very hard to come into a program in one year and adapt to the schemes and everything. And he did a great job. But I think that this year, having a true Duncanville quarterback who had played on our freshman team, been through all of the offseason programs, knew what we were all about, been around the coaches, I think in the end, that made the biggest difference along with the fact that, you know, we have the the MVP, Caden Durham, and the, the defensive MVP, Colin Simmons, are pretty darn good players. How about those two guys? You know, I think of Durham, you know, he pretty much was 100 yards every time you put him out there. He had three touchdowns in the state championship game as the offensive MVP. Uh, Simmons was unbelievable. He was all over the place. I mean, he was a defensive menace. But those two guys, 
they couldn't be more different, could they? Explain their personalities and what they've meant to you. Well, you're exactly right. And, you know, sometimes when you're working with kids, you don't think of everything. I mean, they're walking in and out of your door. I was just talking to Colin yesterday in workout. But you're exactly right. Caden is that uh, kind of, uh, you know, he's quiet, very uh, uh, yes, sir, no, sir. Colin is the same, but he's uh, more uh, outspoken, uh, very dramatic. And, you know, if you watch him get a sack and he gets up and stomps around on the field and they're really opposite types. But one thing that I can say about both of them is they come to work every day. They work hard and they are leaders on the team in different ways. Caden leads by example. And Colin leads by uh, he's more of that vocal guy who's, you know, talking to his teammates and expressing what we need to do. And Caden came up to you before the game in his quiet self, and he kind of guaranteed that you were going to get that title, didn't he? I didn't want to hear that. <laughs> you know, but, you know, in a situation like that, you know, and he's just like that. He's always confident. And when he said it, uh, you know, I just kind of, I didn't know what to think. Uh, you know, I was proud to hear him say it and and have that belief. Uh, and again, that's just Caden Durham. You know, I think about the amazing things that you've done with this program and and how you've persevered through all the heartbreak. You talked about it, the Hail Mary, Jaquindon Jackson getting hurt in the state semifinals where you had to start a freshman quarterback. I think about other games. The Fox running on the field at SMU that changed the game and South Lake Carroll went on to win the title. And then back to Dallas Lincoln, you know, where you were on the verge of winning a state championship game in overtime and there's a block kick and it's returned for a touchdown the other way. How would you say that, and I and I know how you've been, and when you've talked to me, you've always said, hey, I, I don't feel sorry for myself. I just keep working. But how are you able to persevere through all of that and finally get that state championship? Well, just by keeping my eye on my goal. Through each one of those years, you know, quietly, I went into the season wanting to win a state championship. And, you know, when people ask me, just like this year, when we played Prosper, uh, we were kind of haggling over a site. And when SMU came out, that was the first thing people said to me. Someone along the line said, I can't believe you're going to play there with the history that you have with SMU, with the Fox. And actually, Rick, I want to say this too. The Fox didn't bother me. It was the seven-yard onside kick that they allowed them to cover that bothered me most. But anyway, the thing that I said without a, without a thought was that I'm not thinking about what happened in the past because the minute I start thinking about those negative factors, it takes me away from what my goal really is, which is to win a championship this year. So each year after that was over, I used those losses as motivation for the next year to try to win that state championship. So that I think that's the best way you can do any tragedy is you have to take it and go forward. You can't, you know, you can't sit around and 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 sulk in sour milk. And I don't do that. I try to keep my mind focused on the positive. And and that's 
and it's not hard. Yeah, I watched you. I remember that Hail Mary. I, I watched you, and you were worried about your kids. You're like, all right, no big deal. I mean, it's just a lucky play, and it happened. And they won. You gave them congratulations, and you gathered your guys up, and you went back to work. And, you know, in winning that title and being able to do it against your nemesis, Galena Park North Shore, where you met them four out of the last five years, did it make it even sweeter to do it against them and win that first title? I wouldn't have had it any other way. I tell people all the time, one of the probably the worst things about playing North Shore over and over again is everywhere I went, all of the time, I was almost ready for people to rub North Shore in my face. So the thing that made me feel the best about winning that game is to get the North Shore stigma off of my back. And I just don't think it could have felt any better if it would have been against another team. You know, people forget that back in 2018, you know, you were going through a herniated disc that was affecting your sciatic nerve. Uh, and you were in a lot of pain and probably didn't even think you were going to be able to coach. Uh, how were you able to persevere through all of that? I know that's, you know, kind of a personal thing, but I, I know how much pain you were in at that time. And, and I'm just so glad that you had the opportunity to continue and build Duncanville into a national power. Rick, honestly, when I look at it now, it was ignorance because <laughs> I should have gotten my butt somewhere and sat down. But, you know, I just, you know, I felt like this. You know, I I, I thought I'd done all I could as far as uh, getting the medical attention and getting things lined up for surgery and all of that. And so I just come to the idea that this thing is going to hurt me whether I'm sitting at home or whether I'm going to the doctor or whatever, why not get up and take my mind off of it and get out and do the job that I love doing? And, and it really did. I mean, you know, there were times where I really caused pain on myself that I shouldn't have. But overall, it was really good for me as therapy in taking my mind off of all of the things surrounding it. Because at some point, it had gotten pretty scary. You know, when you go in those surgeries, Rick, they hand you that piece of paper that you signed that says, if you don't come out of it, and this is, these are the things that happen. So, you know, it gets pretty scary. Thank God that you pulled through all that and you're healthy today. And uh, now we're talking about going back to back. And, you know, you're not allowed to retire on us, right? You're not going to retire anytime soon. No, well, I'm going to say this. I will be back next year. I'm, I, you know, and I've always done that. Last year, the first thing they asked me in the press conference is, are you retired? And the year before that, are you retired? And I can't speak to years in advance. I take one year at a time. I thank God for giving me the opportunity to get up this morning. And so I can say to you that I will be on the sideline next year. Well, you got to be. I mean, look at this team you got coming back. You got a young quarterback. You got Simmons, Durham coming back. DeCorian Moore, who is considered the nation's number one receiver. He's such a young guy. He's going to be a junior in the fall. Uh, your team is loaded. I mean, what are your prospects as you go to spring football? How excited are you about these kids and the fact that they have the rings now and they know they can win a state championship? Well, I'd be lying to you, Rick, if I didn't tell you 
that's a lot of motivation to come back because, you know, you work really hard. You don't get kids like this every year. It's, you know, if you talk to coaches, they'll tell you it's a once in every 10 year deal. And I just feel blessed that I guess this is my once in the 10 years and I'm certainly going to take advantage of it. I look at that trophy sitting behind you there, the national coach of the year. There's nothing more difficult to win than that. I mean, we got over 1,500 schools in the state of Texas alone. Just to be the best coach in Texas is a really big deal. But to be that for the whole country, what what does that mean to you? Well, I'm just thinking, you know, it's like anything else. Uh, You want your peers who know how hard it is in the profession that you're working in to acknowledge the fact that you're doing a good job. And it just means the world to me for other coaches to consider the job that I've done to be one that's uh, recommendable. So I'm just so proud of it. Uh, You know, sometimes you ask yourself, you know, I wonder what I did. But uh, (laughs) at the end of the day, uh, you know, it just comes down to the hard work. And it is a lot of hard work. You know, a lot of early mornings, late nights, but at the end of the day, like you say, when you can turn around and see that somebody says you did a good job, it means the world. Yeah, and it's just an unbelievable job that you've done. And I think about how you walk around South Dallas. You're like Elvis right now. You're never going to pay for another meal. You know that, right? Well, I hope so. <laughs> but, Rick, I tell people all the time. And so if you want to promote something, I'll take a raise over the praise any day. <laughs> Well said. What what is the Duncanville community meant to you? Because boy, they they have put their arms around you, and they you know you just have meant so much to them, and there's so much love both ways. I know. Well, I, I can say this too, and I'm glad you brought this up because that's part of the reason that I'm coming back is because you know I didn't just feel bad because I didn't win the championship for myself or for the team. I felt bad for my family who supported me, for the community. Uh, You know, I was uh, just speaking the other day and I was telling people how much it means to turn around in the game and to see the stands packed with people with positive uh, reinforcement for the job that you do. You know, and I know they like me a lot here And, you know, I just love my community and the fan base just as much as they care for me. Well, Coach Samples, I'm so proud of you. I'm so happy for your crowning moment. And I know there's going to be more in the future. It's been fun watching you build these young kids into great young men. Enjoy the victory tour. And thanks so much for doing this. And thank you, Rick. And I just want you to know, you know, I watched you and I didn't know what happened. But when I was reading your bio and they said that, something along the lines that you were not doing the same uh, in the same areas you were in. I just kind of, you know, I kind of felt bad because I just feel like you do a great job. And, you know, on a lot of times on Saturday nights, as soon as I get home, the first thing I tell my wife is turn the, turn the TV on the high school sports. I want to see Rick in the game and hear what they're saying. So I'm going to miss you uh, if you're not in that spot because Uh, You do a great job with what you do. Thank you so much for saying that. That means so much coming from a legend like you. Thanks again for doing this, Coach. Thank you.